Today on Snail Trail 4x4, we find another Jimmy. Today's episode of Snail Trail 4x4 is brought to your ear holes by... Sneedy's Off-Road is your number one source for custom and aftermarket products for your 4x4, ATV, and side-by-sides. Quality parts that don't break your bank. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll get it. Sneevy's Off-Road. The trail starts here. Welcome, one. Welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about everything that's got to get done to the Toyotas, then this is the podcast for you. Singular, I think. No, I got two. Oh. We got well we got three. <laughs> Don't interrupt the intro. <laughs> you have not been called in yet. <laughs> Lo siento. Lo siento. Oh man. So I am your host today. My name's Tyler. And sitting here on the side of the lovely Snail Trail studio table is the one and only Mr. James Hydrojet. Mr. Hydrojet, how are you? I'm doing good, Tyler. Has your PTSD calmed down since the party? Yes. Okay, that's good. And now my what what's a word where you like are getting fearful of doing something? Anxiety. Your anxiety? My anxiety is going up <laughs> for my future trip. Your future trip? Oh. Yeah. Just having one, like the one where you get fired for a month? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just going through <laughs> my mind of everything that I want to get done and prepped and ready before I leave. Oh, uh, okay. Is yeah, cuz I want to I still want to have a video come out mm-hmm. every week, once a week. Good luck with that. So I need to get four <laughs> videos done uh-huh. in addition to the videos that need to get done yeah. for the, you know, this week and next week and yeah. if there's a week following. But yeah. So you essentially, you have one, two, three, four, five, six videos you need to get done between weeks. now and when you leave. Yep. Uh, do you know what those are going to be on? Do you have any idea? Do you want to leak that info before they come out? Uh, well, there's a few. Tease it. There's some upgrades everybody? that we did to the third or the second gen. Actually, you know runner. what? Hold on. We're going to talk about this later. Okay. We have a very strict show structure here at <laughs> Snail Trail 4x4. Sure we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, how was, your, how was your weekend? Did you at least have a good weekend? Or was it like... The weekend was good. Good. Yeah, well, can we talk about that? I don't know. Is there anything related to what you did to vehicles over the weekend? Or was I it got just like... Charlotte dirty. You got... Oh, we're going to talk about that later then. <laughs> yeah. Was it... <laughs> No, I went. I went up to the snow. The assistant and her daughter and I just went up, hung out at the snow, went sledding. Uh, okay, built a snowman and mm-hmm. relaxed. I feel like everybody has been to the snow so far this season, except for me, and, and I'm really disappointed. And you're the biggest snowbird out of all yeah, of us. Yeah, and I'm getting like really depressed about it and slightly <laughs> upset every time somebody well, mentions you should the solve snow. That I'm trying. <laughs> Maybe it's so. just this. Um, you know, you put up this front. Of saying how much you actually enjoy the snow, and now it's actually coming out that you actually don't really ever go. I do though. My uh-huh. problem is sure. that I have one uh-huh. vehicle with no sh- that I'm using a no, screwdriver. No, we can't talk about this. We're going to get right into now. it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, whatever. Um, thank you, thank you. We had a few new patrons sign up, so huge shout out to you guys. We had a uh, uh, a Jimmy. Another Jimmy yes. signed up, so now at J4. <clears throat> so, J4, thank you very much for your support. And uh, Jimmy Tran, so you're now J4. And Scott, we had Scott sign up. So, thank you guys for your support. Um, you guys, uh, Scott, you are being entered into the drawing for January for the Morphlate Duo. And Jimmy, uh, get in contact with us. We can get you on. You signed up for the community tier, so... Uh, you'll get access to the Facebook page. Yes. So get and in touch with Scott, us. Scott, I already added you. Cool. Yeah, I thought I saw Scott show up there. Um, so cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you to everybody else um, that is supporting us on there. We are, I think I mentioned before, we're in the process of getting some new audio equipment for the podcast. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get into that uh, probably once Jimmy gets back, we'll see, <laughs> from being fired. Once he gets rehired, um, we'll make him go through the interview process again mm-hmm. uh, when he gets back from Antarctica. 
Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully have some new audio equipment showing up shortly after that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That way we can get the, what did it, what did he call it? The underwater noise on Apple yeah. AirPods that we sound, we sounds like we're underwater apparently on Apple AirPods, <laughs> which I haven't heard from anybody else. I don't know if the guy's messing with us or, right. <laughs> or what he's, what he's going on about. So and he has been notorious for messing with people. Yes, he has. I'm not sure if notorious is the right word there, but he um, has been known yeah, he's to been, be a prankster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll have some new audio coming showing up. Da, 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 da. Uh, we also have coming up at the end of the month is the Jerk Pirates uh, uh, get together at the Capitol, the March on the Capitol in Sacramento. Please, please, please come out to that and show your support if you're in the area and have the time on January 31st. Uh, we'll be gathering around 9 a.m. I think the official like start time when they're going to um, try and, and talk to the legislation about our proposals for Oceano Dunes, their proposals for Oceano Dunes, the off-road communities proposals, is going to be around 10 a.m., but I believe everyone's going to be uh, kind of hanging out and um, gathering around 9 is when that starts. Cool. So January 31st, 9 a.m., Sacramento Capitol, California. Come by, check it out, um, show your support. Uh, I'll be out there. Jimmy will be out there for a little bit, and um, we'll have a good time. So check that out the weekend before, which is January 25, 24, 25, 26. We have Winter Fun Fest. We've talked a lot a bit, a lot a bit about that. <laughs> a lot a bit about. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about that. So... Um, come out and have fun with that. There's food, there's raffles, there's Jimmy and I, and what more do you need? Not much. Snow. Popcorn. There's snow. There's popcorn there. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. Snow and popcorn. So, uh, it'll be a good time. And the big one coming up, which we're going to talk a little bit about in this episode, is, of course, King of the Hammers. So I will be down there. Jimmy's going to be in Antarctica, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll be there. Uh, Mike from Mike and Max's Off Road Podcast will be there. Uh, Jason and Chris from uh, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey are going to be down there, and uh, we'll be all have media passes. So we'll be hanging out, running around in yellow vests. If you see us, uh, definitely stop us and say hi. So. That'll be a good time. We'll all be down there pretty much the whole week long. I think Mike is a shortened week. I think he's there only there for like four or five days. But uh, there's still a lot of racing. There's still a lot of racing time. <laughs> yes, there is. So check it out. The uh, Sunday, the February second, is the UTV race, and then uh, Monday. What's going on Monday? There was something. I don't think there is actually anything going on Monday. So Monday and Tuesday are open days. A lot of pre-running goes on those days from the race teams. Uh, Wednesday, the 5th, is the Everyman Challenge. So the uh, 4,800 class, 4,600 and 4,500, I believe, all run that day. Um, so that's the day that's like there's like 200 rigs, 250 rigs yeah, out, on the, out on the racetrack that day. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday is the Trophy Truck Day. And then Friday is the Big Boys Day, the 4,400 class. That's the unlimited class. The track is going to be so torn up by then. It's going to be destroyed. Um, and that one's going to be really cool uh, because that's it's the big boys, right? Mm-hmm. So you have you got Shannon Campbell racing his new car out there. Shannon has a new car? Or is it Wayland's car? Waylon has uh, a new car. Wayland's car. Shannon built it. <laughs> right. Somewhat. So yeah. uh, Wayland's going to be racing his new car. Uh, yeah. Bailey Campbell's um, fiance. I believe is also building a new car identical to Wayland's. Ooh. And so he's supposed to be like, they're literally, it's going to be so close that they're not really going to have time to test it at all. Oh no. They're just finishing up and taking it out there. <laughs> so, um, it's bad news bears right there. Yeah. He's going to have a brand new spanking car, very similar to Wayland's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Addington's going to have the orange dragon all put back together, hopefully yeah. <laughs> out there. Um, and, uh, so it's going to be a really fun time as long as, as well as everybody else, Jason Shear, Lauren Healy, all those good guys. So, yeah. Some um, big, big names racing that day. Big names racing, big race day. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to be down there, uh, kind of like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the big days to check it all out. And then Saturday is the uh, king of the motos. So it's the motorcycles. 
the oh, dirt bikes are that. racing on Saturday, That's which cool. is going to be really interesting because usually everybody empties Johnson Valley yeah. on Saturday morning, <clears throat> either Saturday morning yeah, or Sunday the mass morning. mass exodus. It's the mass exodus, exactly. Yep. So we'll be. I'm interested to see how many people actually stay well, to watch the motos because afterwards mm-hmm. is kind of like the after party. They're throwing a big. They have a they live are. band and They're throwing doing, a big. They didn't announce who. Yeah. If you did, you watch the. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So they didn't announce who it was going to be, mm-hmm. but they said it's a big name headliner band. Yeah. That you would know. Interesting. Okay. So everybody's mm-hmm. like been. Like guessing who it is. Is like, it the Dixie Chicks from Lady Gaga? <laughs> Lady- the Dixie Chicks, so, you know, whatever. But it's yeah, it's all over the place. You know, it'd be hilarious if they got Justin Bieber to do it. Oh my god, he'd be booed <laughs> off stage. <laughs> all the stuff that gets thrown around during the uh, the shootout. Oh yeah, all those items would end up getting thrown at Justin Bieber, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so no, that'd be it's going to be interesting to see who stays around. For the motos for the after party yeah. on Saturday, yeah, that's so. that is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year we didn't leave until Sunday. We let everybody leave all day oh, yeah. Saturday. <laughs> we went out and wheeled, you uh-huh. know, went all over. We did the gen ride experience, nice, where we got to drive on the course, mm-hmm. and um, then the next day on Sunday mm-hmm. we left, and then it was like five, ten minutes to the road. (laughs) You know, it was like... (laughs) Nobody's there. Nobody's there. You know, it was super easy to get out. And, you know, it's not... Like, we don't live too far. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's eight hours or so to get home. But, you know, that it would have been 10, 14 hours (laughs) if we would have waited in that line. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um, So, it's going to be fun. It's like the ultimate uh, off-road racing event in the country. Each year, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's just really cool. If you don't know what Ultra 4 is about, it's literally taking desert racing and rock crawling, two very different types of vehicle setups, and trying to get one car to do both styles as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just nuts what they do and how they how they build these cars and the engineering that goes into them and and just how quickly they and everything. It's mm-hmm. just it's nuts. So you know, I was. So they run the trophy trucks mm-hmm. out at KOH, mm-hmm. and then they have the Ultra Four rigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was watching some of the Dakar Rally going on. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh-huh. I think it's going on right now. It's or it's just finishing. Okay. Um, but those guys, their rigs are built so different, really, than trophy trucks or the Ultra Four rigs. Are those like the the class six and ten buggies kind of style, or how do they build them? No, they're like they're they're a custom looking vehicle. Huh. And there's mainly, there's a lot of Toyotas and a lot of um, minis okay. um, out there. Four-wheel drive, uh-huh. but custom bodies. Okay, like, so what is the Dakar Rally? I don't think I've ever seen it or know what type of racing so it is. So, it goes from, well, there's, so I'm not too familiar with it. Well, okay. Let me preface that. Okay. <laughs> but I know that it's one of the bigger, like, you know, Baja 1000, it's this ginormous event that a lot of people know about. Yeah. Right? The Dakar Rally is another one of those massive okay. events. Um, and I think every other year it switches off between South America and like, um, the, I don't know what it's, the Middle East area and okay. some of Africa. Okay. And I think every other year they switch back and forth. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know, multi-stage, they do multiple days, uh-huh. like four, like 300, 400 miles a day mm-hmm. and, you know, for... And then they stop and they can, you know, it takes the, some of the elite racers like four to five hours to complete or something okay. like that. And then they do that like ten, five to ten stages. I'm not sure how many stages, but well, they're on what, six what the last time I saw. What type of off-roading is it though? What well, type of a racing? lot of sand. Sand. Okay. A lot of sand, but it's all, it's a, like a rally. So it's all, it's not on a course in like, an essence. It's Oh, interesting. Get like from point A to point B. Kind of, but it, there's um, stages along the way that you have to hit. Okay. And so it, there's um, a navigator. Uh-huh. It's telling you kind of which way you need to go, right? And then you have to, a lot of it is um, from A to B, but sometimes it's A back, like a loop back to A, from okay. A to A. But you have to hit certain spots out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. And, huh. you know, and then it's who does it the fastest. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's kind of like the cannonball run. 
Kind of, kind of, <laughs> yeah. But um, but they also do motos. They also do um. They have that's. The, have you ever seen those like massive Baja or uh, massive like rally trucks, like semis that are just doing rally? Have you ever seen the a semi doing a uh-huh. rally? No. Have you ever seen the video with there's a rally car that's a uh, Red Bull, a rally car Red okay. Bull car, and then a rally truck that's Red Bull. That's a big old like sixteen wheeler. No video. Oh, well, those <laughs> trucks are do the Drakkar Drakkar rally. How do you spell Drakkar? It's like D R A K A R Dakar <clears throat> Dakar. We're getting the intern on it here. Mm-hmm. Vehicles and classes. There's motorcycles, quads. Cars, uh, cars are vehicles less weighing less than seven thousand seven hundred sixteen pounds, um, and they have several subcategories. Uh, the Mini has been the most successful vehicle in the car category in recent year- years, and then there's trucks. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, trucks, trucks are vehicles that weigh more than 7,700. And there's Can-Ams or uh, side-by-sides that do it as well. And something that's interesting is, um, USA, uh, the USA is not known for being very good at this race. And right now, mm-hmm. um, I think a USA, um, an American is winning the side-by-side and an American is winning the motorcycle. Yeah. Cool. Which is very unusual. <laughs> yeah. Normally, it's like South Americans or um, Middle Eastern because it's like their hometown. Yeah, it says that the uh, a lot of the special like off-road sections are crossing dunes, mud, camel grass areas, rocks, and erg. I don't know what erg is, but isn't that just another name for land? Like, is a broad flat area, yeah, yeah. sand sheet, flat area. Mm-hmm. So, dune field. With no vegetative cover, it's cool to watch. If you have huh. a if you have a quick moment, go uh-huh. check out because it's going on right now. Oh, and, okay. Um, if you just go on YouTube and just type in Jakar Rally and watch, they have like session, you know, Rally Stage Six mm-hmm. or Rally Stage Five, or you know, okay, you can watch. They kind of highlight each rig and like the top ten, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And man, you catch them; they're coming down dunes sideways and like three abreast <laughs> and all racing each other. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, my wow. gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. And it's the Dakar Rally. Dakar. So, D-A-K-A-R. Right. So, interesting. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't really mm-hmm. heard about that one too It much. would be, like, if I were to choose, like, major races to try to do in my lifetime, uh-huh. it KOH, Baja 1000, and the Dakar Rally. Uh-huh. Okay. You wouldn't try and go out to, like, the Mint 400 in Vegas? I mean, that would I would <laughs> it would be that would be that a up. baby step to okay. get to <laughs> the, the Baja one thousand. Yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. Awesome stuff. Um. So yeah, that's the the kind of events coming up on the horizon, and uh, what, what kind of the immediate stuff we have coming up, and then you know you're going to be gone through the end of February. Mm-hmm. So we have some uh, things that we have planned for the podcast. Some fun things while Jimmy's gone. Now you're not even going to know that he's not here. Hopefully they do. <laughs> Hopefully if somebody misses me. I know, right? <laughs> It'll probably um, just be hussy. So you, so getting ready for um, your trip mm-hmm. to Antarctica, you have a, you have six. You have minimum of six videos you need to get done. Yes, before then, mm-hmm. and you're leaving in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you do you want to have any? I mean, what are your plans for those videos? Anything good coming out, or is it just kind yeah. of like? Well, it's a lot of how it's going to be a lot of how tos. How to stuff, cool. You know, because mm-hmm. we did some work on uh, the second gen Forerunner mm-hmm. um, that we I haven't released yet. Okay, I think there's I have still haven't released the uh, Snake Lake video. Oh, really? Uh, uh-uh. I want to see so that, that one. one's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I want to release the um, celebration. Hopefully, it's out by the time this records uh-huh. um, or re- is released, mm-hmm. which is in a matter of days. So I don't yeah. that. I mean, if that happens, it'll be uh, hopefully, or it'll come out very shortly after, uh-huh. um, probably tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, so I mean, there's I have probably a list of ten videos that I have in the back burner that haven't been edited yet. Okay. 
So <laughs> the question is, can I get through so them? You have the videos. There, mm-hmm. you already have. They just need to be edited. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not as bad. I was thinking you were going to have to go out and create the Shoot, content and no. everything as well. I was like, no, but dude, some of them a- are, um, like some. The, one of them is the R one fifty one swap, and I okay. don't know what if we what we shot in that. So okay. I don't even know if that's a feasible video to release because <laughs> I don't know yeah. if we did an intro or an outro or if we did, you know, what content we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I know we did the rear main seal. Mm-hmm. And so that one, I know that we can probably shoot yeah. in and out. So I did that one. You did. Woo-hoo! Yep. So uh, there's definitely mm-hmm. some work to be had. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, um, figuring out everything that I need to pack is going to be a chore because mm-hmm. one thing that's kind of interesting is, so I'm going, for those that don't know, I'm going on a cruise to Antarctica. We're starting in Buenos Aires, Argentina and ending in Santiago, Chile. So we're literally <laughs> going around, I think it's Cape Horn. Yep. We're going around Cape Horn, stopping in Antarctica for six days. Mm-hmm. And so Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, uh-huh. Buenos, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Thank you. So Argentina is like, 85 degrees right now. Yeah. And then we're going down to Antarctica where it's like a high of 50, uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Right? If you're so I I need like summer gear, uh-huh. winter gear. And then while we're on the cruise ship, after 6 p.m., if you go out to eat, you need to be in semi-casual attire. Oh. <laughs> so I need... What is that like? Like like work jeans or semi- th- yeah some no so jeans ni- and a button up Je- or ni- they said nice jeans and a button up okay would be okay interesting okay but I'm thinking like I'm gonna bring some khakis and a polo yeah <laughs> yeah right? and so not only do I have to pack for warm weather I have to pack for extremely cold weather and I have to pack for like dress up days. You don't have to. Just don't go out to eat past 6 p.m. It's free. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like an all-inclusive cruise. Nice. Like, they asked what bottles of whiskey I want inside of my room. Are you serious? Dead serious. So, you told them Fireball? No. And, oh, come on. I told them, well, Jim Beam was the one I chose. <laughs> okay. But they don't, like, I couldn't. Did they there have was, Old Elk? No, they didn't have it on oh, There was Old only Elk, six. you're missing an opportunity. There was six um, selections, and I, mm-hmm. I chose Jim Beam out of them. Okay. But it was like Jack Daniels and one I was um the one I was debating with was uh Dewartz. I Never think that's how it. you say it. Um so I was debating between Jim Bean how, and Dewartz. How big of a bottle of whiskey are you getting? I think a fifth. Nice. And it, it I could if I drink, which I won't, but if I drank it that uh-huh. night, they uh-huh. would bring in another bottle for me the next day. And it's Isn't, included? Yeah, inclusive? It's all inc- it's all inclusive. Oh, the whole shit. Can you, like, just start stashing them in your suitcase or something? <laughs> nah, I think they'd need the bottle. Maybe uh, if I bring an empty bottle. Bring a, bring a, bring a couple of empties. With you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put those in my suitcase. <laughs> yeah. But and then another thing is, like, how I don't want to get too sloshed and then not be able to go out on the adventure the next day. Isn't you know that the be, point of cruises, though? <laughs> not this one. This one's to go and experience South America and Antarctica. Uh, okay. This isn't a booze cruise. Oh, uh, okay. I bet you I'm going to be the youngest person on that boat. Oh. Interesting. Good for That's you, man. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Looking for some cougars. <laughs> uh, Hopefully the assistant doesn't listen to this. Yeah. She doesn't listen to the podcast anyways. No. So, um, so cool. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good time. That'll be your first time on Antarctica. Yes. And your last continent mm-hmm. to check off. To check off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I've been to all the other continents except for Antarctica, six mm-hmm. out of the seven. So this will be a check mark for me and my parents both my parents as well nice yeah well congratulations that'll be a good time yep i'm i'm a secretly jealous i so. don't blame you <laughs> <laughs> oh man so is there anything else that you're trying to get done before then like are, are you trying to do you finally get samantha smogged no so samantha mm-hmm. is not smogged yet uh last time we spoke we put the new tps in and everything was running great mm-hmm. and everything still is running great but i'm getting an error code a check engine lights on uh. for the most part um and obviously then it won't pass smog here so mm-hmm. i've got to solve that problem and it's giving me code 41 which means it is the tps oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um okay. i think we i think i just need to like we kind of put it in there and tested full open and full close and called it good. Let's see if it solved the problem. Yeah. And we drove it. So yeah. now I think that I need to go in with the feeler gauges and put the right gaps in and make sure uh, that when it's get move, you know, set the actually turn and twist the TPS to be at the right spot. You know. Okay. Um, you yeah. Know. Cause we just pulled out the factory service manual and it says 
at full open, it should be between this resistance and this resistance. Yeah. At full closed, it should be this resistance and this resistance. And, and then, here, it should be inf- infinite. Yeah, and then whatever. we called it good. But there's, like, okay. Yeah, there's two <laughs> other checks in there, and yeah. they both require feeler gauges and gapping and mm-hmm. um, and then checking the resistance between, you know, a few mm-hmm. thousands. And, yeah. Um, so, I think I need to go in and actually do that. Do that. And okay. make sure it's, you know, and then if it's, then if there's a problem, then I need to you know, figure out what's the next step. Yeah. So. All righty. Fair enough. Hopefully so, it's not replaced full mass <laughs> airflow sensor and all. No. Well, if it's, or, if, air, if it's. Or throttle body or any of yeah, that. Yeah. That would suck. Um. All right. So we'll mm-hmm. get that done to Samantha. Are you going to get her smog before you go? Doubtful. Doubtful. Just because mm-hmm. I, I want to get everything else done. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the video for Samantha will come out. But, you know, I want... While I'm gone, I want some videos to be released. Okay. And, you know, I want there to... You know, that that's going to take time away from me mm-hmm. uh, getting videos out. Okay. So... Fair enough. It, it's a possibility, It's not, but not very high on my to-do list. Okay. So, before we get into what I've kind of been up to or any other plans, like kind of what I need to get done before these certain deadlines that I have coming up as well. Mm-hmm. I have something for you to see and take a look at. I don't know if I'm going to give it to you yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was sent to my house in a postal service, you and the United States Postal Service box. Okay. With in its own box inside, but there was no note, no shipping label. I mean, not no shipping label, no, no uh, shipping paperwork inside, okay. no packing slip. All the label said was um, patriotic legacy. There's nobody's name on the shipping label from the company. The company that was patriotic legacy. And they sent it to my house. No note. No no email saying that they were sending it. Um, it just kind of showed up. And so I opened it. And I was like, what is this? I was not expecting anything from this company. I've never heard of this company. But I opened it up and I pulled out a flashlight. I see that. And this flashlight, I'm looking it over, is a freaking badass flashlight. It looks really cool. This is I'm freaking so. From you now. I'm gonna. I don't know. I haven't like actually counted how many things it can actually do. But I want you to see if you can figure out everything this flashlight does to uh, to all the listeners. Remember that they're listeners. It's very bright. Don't put it in my eyes. I don't, um, that's not the. I'm, don't I'm don't, worried about that button. I haven't tested that button yet. So <laughs> it has an audio <laughs> symbol with a speaker and like sound waves coming yes. off of it. So my guess is it's um, some sort of panic alarm. Yeah. So that's so, one of the things this this flashlight does. It's got on the the butt end of the flashlight. It's got a compass. Mm-hmm. It's pointing to north. It looks right. Oh, does it look right? Yeah, it looks about right. I could not get that compass to point north until I took it off the flashlight. That's that's north. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's got a rope cutter. Mm-hmm. A seatbelt cutter. Seatbelt cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or some twine cutter. It's got a window punch or a window break uh-huh. point. Uh, it's got um, a flood kind of light down the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got the actual flashlight. Mm-hmm. It's got USB charging. To charge the flashlight? Uh, probably both. To charge the flashlight and charge something else. Uh-huh. It looks like it's got a mini USB and a USB-A. Uh-huh. Underneath there. And then a light, so it probably indicates when it's full. Uh-huh. Um, it's got a magnet on it, so you can stick it against things. Probably when you're using the floodlight would be the best. Uh-huh. And there's one more kind of key feature that you haven't mentioned yet. It's got Neuralene on the handle. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's solar charged. Solar panel. Oh, are those solar panels? Those in are there? all solar panels in oh, the damn. in the flood LED areas. Wow, I didn't notice that. So you can either okay. charge it off a of USB or solar. Holy cow! Um, it's a super freaking bright. Oh, it's super yeah. bright. <laughs> can you Spotlight. adjust that? I don't. I don't think so. I wasn't able to find an adjustment for so it. It's got a dimmer and but it has epileptic blinks. mode. Yes, <laughs> so it's got high, low, and seizure mode uh-huh. and off. And so it also has. That there's the flood Whoa. and it has that mode, has <laughs> which is cops and robbers mode. It's got reds and blues going on, mm-hmm. and it has flood mode, which there's like two, four, six, eight, ten 
LEDs for a floodlight mode, mm-hmm. and then it has cops and robbers mode. Yeah, blues, <laughs> reds, blues, reds. <laughs> so it'll it'll flash alternating back and forth, and I'm guessing that's for you can stick the magnet onto your car, put on cops and robbers mode. That way, people know you're there. It's kind of like an emergency flasher. I think this was sent to you improperly because <laughs> it's I'm, freaking awesome it's a freaking it's supposed ama- to go like, to your neighbor who's a cop which i don't even know if you have a neighbor that's a cop but no it was messaged to me really? at my address and my address and me i mean my address is not associated with the podcast so i was thinking if they were sending it to like the podcast to try and um like get advertisement time on the podcast or something that it would be sent to the snail trail p.o box mm-hmm. um yeah. Oh, and that, that's the speaker. That's so the speaker. That speaker is supposed to be 160 decibels. Should we try it? <laughs> Go for it. I've got, I've got, I've got my headphones on, so you do too. That's not too bad. Push it again. That's not bad. That one's loud. <laughs> that one's pretty loud. I'm wearing headphones too. What are these? Oh. That's a lot louder without the headphones yeah, on. I bet. <laughs> Jeez. That one's harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without headphones on, that I wonder one's harsh. how much how muted it is. Well, take your headphones off it. No, oh, with, with the cap with on? The cap on it. That's a good question. Oh. Way more way muted. muted. You gotta take the cap off to make that useful. Yeah. That's a pretty cool flashlight contraption thing in my body. Yeah, so I mean I I'm really curious. Who sent it? I mean, obviously, Patriotic Legacies, I think, sent it, because that's where the shipping label was from. Yeah. Uh, the UPS or the post office label on it, I guess. But, um, like, I want to know who to say thank you to and and figure out what their intention was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Badass. I don't know. Well, regardless, you got on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got on the podcast, got some advertisement out of it. So, it's Patriotic Legacy uh, Flashlight. Um, it's a... It's a Badass flash. I haven't even looked up to see like how much it is, what the price point is on it. But um, if it's like under 40, 50 bucks, I would say this is well, well worth it. The battery charging in it is 2000 milliamp hours. So that's enough to charge your phone like a regular basic phone. I don't know. Once three quarters to once. Uh, are you looking it up? We have the the intern on it. Interns on it. Nice. Lorenzo's helping us out. <laughs> Lorenzo, we stole him for the day. Hired him. <clears throat> it says forty four ninety nine to fifty three ninety nine, and I don't know well worth it. What the? There's a patriot patriot beacon two and three. Hmm. I don't know what the difference between them are. Oh, the lumens. Yeah. And the battery life. So patriot. Beacon 3 is 800 lumens, where 2 is 500, and the 3 is 3,000 milliamp hours, where the 2 is 2,000 milliamp hours. Okay, so we have the 2, because this is the 2,000 milliamp hour one. Dang. I do know that. And that's bright. Yeah. (laughs) So So, here it actually says everything. Ultra bright light, solar USB charging, built-in power bank, seatbelt cutter. It shows a thermostat, a a temperature gauge. What? There's a temperature gauge on this? That's what it says, or it shows it, and then it says emergency flashers, personal safety alarm, detachable compass, LED light bar, um, window hammer, and mm-hmm. strong magnet. I don't see yeah. the temperature gauge, though. I don't see a temperature gauge either. But it doesn't have, it says it there, it, there's an icon for it, but there's no, oh. there's no words. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe that's version okay. four. Maybe. Um, but yeah, for 45 bucks. Yeah, that's, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. So check them out. Uh. Thank you to Patriotic Legacy if you are listening and that's <laughs> right? where it came from. I don't know. I, I'm surprised it got sent to me and not to the, the podcast uh, shipping addresses, but um, super cool. So, yeah, definitely well worth it. I I'm This is going to become my new favorite flashlight. So Heck yeah. Um, we'll have to contact them back and see if they want to do a few of them for some giveaways or something. Yeah, that'd be good. So, yeah, these are cool. These are badass. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the gift, the surprise. For the episode, for Jimmy. <laughs> How durable is it? They show somebody driving, like, cars parked on top of it. Oh, yeah? So it's like the Vaunt. Well, we did that yeah. <laughs> with the Vaunt ones. <laughs> Prepare to protect yourself in dark times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so punny. Punny company. They have five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. So. They do mm-hmm. They do a lot of stuff. They have, like, a survival kit, a lighter, um, 
a power bank, a solar power bank set up. Interesting. Yeah. You may have to get in contact with him. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, fun surprise. And to, to yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> if, you, if you did send it, you listen to the podcast. I don't know why they else I would have gotten it. Yeah. They make a seat belt cutter, <laughs> mm-hmm. window hammer, and USB cigarette lighter car charger. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's all built like you plug you. You would plug that into the car char- your cigarette oh, that's lighter. That's pretty cool, yeah. And then on the tip of it, it has the window smasher and so then the, the seatbelt cutters on the, the side. The window of it. smasher is the negative or the power, the load yeah. for the charger. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of cool. Smart. Smart guys. Cool company. I mean, so far. So, yeah. We'll have to get in contact with them, uh, get you guys more info because that looks pretty promising. It's pretty cool products they got. Um. So, other than that, I got that guy, and then I picked up a bunch of parts on my way over to the uh, shop, to the yeah. the recording studio today. What? For what? <laughs> so, I picked up a top-shifting twin stick oh, shifters. Right. Why? And so, for the <laughs> listeners, why do you need that? So, I uh, took the first gen home and uh was working on redoing the brake booster on it so it has full brakes again rather than kind of half brakes and i went to back it out of the parking spot and i was like just kind of testing and playing around with the four-wheel drive to make sure that was all working and um i shifted it and it wouldn't move anymore really yeah so why apparently not? i wasn't sure why um i couldn't really quite figure it out it would shift it wouldn't shift out of four low, I should say. Okay. So it would it was staying in low gear. Um. So I was like, okay, whatever. And so I I was like, I'm but it done with it move? today. It would move. Okay. But Just I couldn't. Only in I low couldn't gear. get it into high gear. Sure. Into regular drive. And so I went and parked it back. And even when so it. when you're moving the shifter back and forth, it just automatically stayed in low. Mm-hmm. It just stayed in low, and I couldn't figure out the shifter. It felt loose in one area. It didn't quite feel like it was going back into into high gear. So something was wrong with the linkage on it, right? In Got the it. shifter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, I'll deal with it tomorrow. So then I pulled the the shifter out of it. And sure enough, uh, when we did the twin stick conversion on the T-case, um, those single sticks can come out of the shifting rails when you do that. Yeah, (laughs) I was afraid of that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what happened was it came off the forks and it was in such a way that you couldn't get it back into high gear. You could only engage and disengage the the four-wheel drive and two-wheel drive side of fork, Mm -hmm. but you couldn't get it back in even if you moved it back to like let's say from four wheel drive to two wheel drive, then you couldn't shift it over to high low. I tried it and it wasn't working, oh, so wow. I wasn't. I didn't try it and start messing around with it to see if I get it to work again. I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna get a twin stick, <laughs> twin yeah. st- the actual shifter. Sure, it's either that or we have to put the ball detent and the pin back in it, which All means it. which means we'd have to have drop to the whole pull drive the train. case back out. Yeah. So I was right. like, screw it. Yeah. I'm just going to get a top shift shifter. So I picked that up today. And in the meantime, I've been... Whoever's going to get this Forerunner is going to have a pretty well-built Forerunner. It's going to be set and solid, man. Yeah. Um, so I, right now, it's kind of funny because in order to drive it around or shift it, I have a big old screwdriver, a, you know, a, a foot and a half long <laughs> screwdriver that I'm in. The, yeah. the T-case is just a hole in the Well, ground. you just need to put it in. I mean, you're not shifting that, right? You just need to put that in high and two-wheel drive. Correct. But... I, that's how I got it back into normal right. was using the screwdriver yeah. and I just left everything open. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I left the screwdriver in there in case I needed it. And don't go too fast. Oil will come up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, um, my parking spaces are not too far from my garage. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was funny and getting that. So I got that. Mm-hmm. I also picked up um, new ARB seals. So I got the oh. O-rings and the seal housing and a new copper line. Okay. So that when we pull or when I pull the uh, rear third member on the second gen to figure out why it's leaking, um, I'll have hopefully everything there to just fix it. Sure. And to put it all back together. So um, that way, you know, I don't have to let it sit overnight without a third member in it wherever I do it at. Um, right, right. And I can get it all done the same day. So that's the... I got picked up those. And then I also picked up uh, Kermali Spindle Nuts. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Trail gear ones? The trail gear ones, yeah. Okay. Uh, the So the... My axles on the second gen... Yes. Um, don't have 
They they have like the regular tabs, yeah, so they, they have, have the, like, the like, two nuts, and you put the nuts together, and then you fold the tabs over to yeah, lock with them together. That washer that had like mm-hmm. a castle net looking washer Kinda, thing, yeah, yeah. And so when we opened up the uh, axles that we put under the first gen From, in order to do yeah. the spool on the front, and we found out all the bearings were shot and everything, right. we're like, we're just going to redo the whole axle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that had the chromoly spindle nuts on it. And what this nut is, it's so much better of a design. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a it's a thicker nut, so you can actually, like, get a full grab on it really well with a, a socket, the 54-millimeter socket. And once it's on, you lock it in place using an exterior ring that gets Allen bolted to the nut, and that right. locks it into place. Well, it locks it into place by... It has a little finger or a tab that sticks down from the like the washer that slides into the key slot correct right and then you have to make sure that and then around that washer there's like 40 holes yeah (laughs) and then you can have and then on the corner of the nut that on the corner of the nut there's a um a hole for the bolt to go Mm -hmm. into a small little allen tiny little bolt yeah and so you can pretty much have your pick Mm -hmm. almost always i've never had one never line up yeah you know so you can choose which hole lines up and Mm -hmm. then put it all together and that will lock it into place so those are just there's so much easier for maintenance issues Mm -hmm. uh way simpler of a design so if you need to pull your your knuckle and spindles apart on the trail Less parts to lose. You right. just have to keep it's track of those tiny little Allen bolts. Right. It's reusable. It's, Where it's very sometimes reusable. <laughs> those like thin washers with the castle nut like pinch over tabs, mm-hmm. sometimes those break off. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, you know, they're they're bending and they're not as strong as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to bend other tabs and it's just not right. Yeah. You can't you can't use it forever for the rest of the life of right. the vehicle. Whereas these ones, you're going to be able to, mm-hmm. and it's way easier to service and maintain. So Yeah, it's a smart design. So um, I got some of those, and I'm going to put those on um, the... I got to pull the, the front passenger Burfield eventually at some point, too, because it clicks when oh. I'm turning. So I'm thinking that Burfield might be going out. So when I... After all my trips coming up, um, I'm gonna pull that Burfield. After I go wheel in the snow and wheel like King of the Hammers, I'll check out if there's something broken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it works just fine. I get powered all four tires right now. Yeah, it's just clicking when it's when I'm on a, a tight turn. Does that so. too? Interesting. Um, and it's all, but mine's only like at when I'm maxed out steering. Mine, mine used to be when it was maxed out steering. Now it starts about halfway into a full mm. turn. So I think the Burfield's starting to go on its way out. Um, so I got to pull it and check it out and look at it and inspect it. And are yours the original Longfields? Um, no, they are the after Trail Gear bought them. Okay, so yeah. it's the it's the ones from so if Trail it is Gear, breaking, but it's Longfields. You could probably get it replaced from Trail Gear. Hopefully, yeah. so I'm hoping there's a warranty on them that I can still get on it. So yeah, I wonder. Mine mm-hmm. are after Trail Gear Trail Gear bottom, mm-hmm. but still while they were called Longfields. Well, mine are still called Longfields. Like they have Longfields stamped on one side and Trail Gear stamped on the other side of the uh, Burfield. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of on the to do list, but that's later. That's not. Mm-hmm. Anything coming up? Uh, I have three big trips coming up. Okay. I have Winter Fun Fest. Yeah, in a week and a half. Yeah, from today. Mm-hmm. I have King of the Hammers, yep. which is the following weekend, and that's going to be a full week. Yeah, and then I'm going on a four to five day snow trip with my dad and uncles. Oh, the week I get back from Hammers. Oh my gosh! So I have uh, essentially like two and a half weeks worth of wheeling coming up that I need to get the second gen done for, or mm-hmm. at least back in a wheeling condition for. Right, right. And, um, so and you can lean it up against another tree. Exactly. Yeah. And break some more windows. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to do my shock still. So the cross member and put the shocks back on. And then the rear ARB. Uh, get that Get that figured yeah. out. And those are the two main things I need to do to get it back wheeling again. I would also like to have my APRS system in and operational yeah. uh, before these, before hammers at least. Um, and then uh, I need to also, there was one other thing I wanted to do. I'll get my tablet in and situated and set up. 
Right. Before, because that's part of the APRS system. What <clears throat> mount did you use for your tablet in the first gen? I used a. It's a. You had a like weird it's a RAM arm it, one, didn't you? No, it was a sliding one that was a compression, and I hated it because it ends up blocking the charging ports on the ends of the tablet when you have oh. it sideways. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it just it just was just right for my tablet where it blocks the charging and the sound ports Perfect. and everything that I needed if I wanted to use them. So uh, I was like, I don't want that that thing anymore. And it didn't hold it solid, right? It was kind of like a, a slot you put it in so the tablet could still slide up and down. Oh. But it was held in there horizontally. Um, so it had Got it. two dimensions, two degrees of movement were locked in the third movement. Uh, the up and vertical movement was not locked in. Sure. So the new mount I got is going to lock everything in securely, uh, and it's not going to block any of my ports on the tablet. Um, so I need to pull the dash off mm-hmm. of the second gen and flange the mount onto the dash, so, and then cut a hole in my dash cover and put that all on everything, too. The dash cover doesn't need to go on before the trip, but the, the dash needs to be pulled, and I need to flange on the a tablet mount right before the trips you got so, some work ahead of you you got some work ahead of me and i want to get the, the i need to get the shifters put in the first gen which i think is going to require cutting the hole bigger in the floorboard Possibly, of the first yeah. gen which means i got to pull the seats <laughs> i oh, think dang i think i'm gonna have to pull and the center seats. console center console's pulled right now i repulled oh. it again to pull the okay the shifter out so uh, i gotta pull the i may have to pull the seats, seats out bad yeah i mean it's Eight bolts. It's not bad, but um, they do the they don't quite align into the holes. They're kind of a pain in the ass. So it's harder to put them in. It's harder to yeah. put them in. Easy to take them out, but um, more difficult to put them in. Just use the Makita. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Crank it down. Um, so that's got to be done. Uh, I need to finish the brake booster, and so brake booster and shifters. For the first gen, and then it's going to be ready to be sold. Okay. But I need to transfer my license plate over because I have my my call sign mm-hmm. license plate on the first gen. I need right. to transfer that to the second gen, get a new license plate for the first gen. Right. And get it smogged so that I can sell it. Dang. And um, I have registration coming up on the first gen, which is January 22nd. <laughs> so I either need to pay for all new registration or put it under plan non-op. And sell it as a, a planned non-op, but I need to smog it before I sell it because you're in charge of that thing, that that in calendar California law. Yeah. So I got to do that. And I was trying to get that done before, well, it needs to be done before January 22nd. So, um, and I need to get the license plate done before I put it on planned non-op and re-register it. <laughs> and it takes some time for them to get the license plates. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm running out of time on that you're one. deadline. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second gen, that's pretty much all that needs to get done. Um, I wanted to see if we can get the 3950s situated before this whole, before the snow wheeling trip, the, the week long wheeling trip with my dad and uncles, but there's just going to be no time for that. Um, cause I've got to trim fenders. I'm probably mm-hmm. have to cut some, uh, firewall out maybe and re-weld in new stuff. I don't think I'll have to get that far in, but we're gonna have to pound in the firewall for sure. Yeah. I may end up having to cut the pinch seams on the rear fenders and having to re-weld those. So, wow. yeah. um, we'll see. <laughs> and depending on how far you go on that, there might be a gap between the inner fender and the mm-hmm. wall mm-hmm. that you're going to need to fill. That I might have to fill with, yeah, more sheet metal. So, we'll see how far that goes. That's why I'm not, I'm the tires, I'm not going to try and get done. Um, but also because I haven't received my race lines yet. Right. So, they were supposedly getting ordered on January 6th, but I haven't heard any updates yet. <laughs> so, I don't know where they're at. I'll have to look, dig into that and figure out where they are. Um, but once I get those in, then I'll get to put the 3950 IROX on it, on them, and then put those on the second gen and start getting those fitted. That'd be awesome. Yes. But, um, yeah, I have a couple other things like accessory items still to put on the second gen, but I don't think they're going to go on before any of these trips. Yeah. Understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I really, before Winter Fun Fest, I should address the brake system in Bobcat, too, but I don't think that's going to happen either. (laughs) Yeah, you got all the videos to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's it's busy. 
Mm-hmm. We need to start hiring people. <laughs> right. We can, with we our can, massive budget. Yeah, <laughs> massive budgets. We can pay in, um, I don't know. We can High fives. In. High fives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can borrow some of Chris and Jason money. Oh, that'd be nice. Take a loan out from the Chris Bank. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would do a 0% interest and never have to pay back? How much do you think Lorenzo charges him? That's a good question. Yeah. He he probably takes his payments in alcohol and hay. Probably. So brown liquor and hay, I think, is what they pay Lorenzo. Do you think in. they give him tequila? Um, not anymore. No. No, After there was a. he had a he had a bad trip one time, uh, where he had some tequila and they the they are now not allowed to some places. Oh dang. Yeah. So probably saddleback. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, speaking of <laughs> A funny story about Lorenzo. Um, I had a work trip down at Pismo this okay. last weekend yes. for the day job, right? And while I was down there, I had a free day on Saturday. And so yes. I got in touch with uh, Ultra 4 Jones, Kevin Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. So I got in touch with him. I was like, hey, I'm going to be down in your area. Can I come by and take a look at the rig and, you know, actually meet you for once yeah. a few times? Because I talked to him a lot on Instagram and... um mentioned him a lot on the podcast and here and there so i was like yeah. he goes yeah come on by anytime he, he goes i'm pretty much it's just work and car <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right now me in the garage yeah and i was like okay sounds good so uh i my dad lives in pismo he has a property in pismo so he mm-hmm. lives part-time in pismo right now and so he happened to be in town that weekend okay. as well so i was like hey do you want to go over and check out an ultra four car and uh, one of the race car drivers is going to be racing um, at, KOH. And, at KOH. Yeah. And he goes, hell yeah. So we went over and it was cool. I uh, met Kevin, met mm-hmm. his dad, Dennis. Oh, his cool. dad was there hanging out. Um, and uh, my dad and me. Yeah. So it was kind of cool having the four of us Aww. there hanging out, chatting and talking. Fathers um, and sons. Yeah. But we were talking for a little bit there about something. I don't remember what it was, but then uh, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey came up. Okay. And Lorenzo came up and he goes, he goes, I just figured out like last week who Lorenzo is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a week ago, he just figured it out. Um, and he said he figured it out from listening to our podcast. Oh, no. Not Wheeling Wine and Whiskey. So, uh, that's just a funny story there. So, I'm not going to give away. If no. you haven't figured out who Lorenzo is yet, you still got to keep searching. Yeah. Uh, you're not looking hard enough. I'll just no. put it that way. <laughs> Hopefully, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey doesn't think we're jackasses. I know. They they might think that we're a little bit of an ass for for talking and bringing up Lorenzo. Right. And letting more into the, the Lorenzo secret. Definitely. But, <laughs> yeah. I think that's because we're definitely trying to, I mean, we're hoofing to steal him. Yeah. We've been trying. So we'll see. I mean, he does, you know, especially on like long trips when we have to carry more crap. Oh. He makes a good pack mule he does. for that kind of stuff. He so. does, definitely. <laughs> anyway, so that's the fun story. I got to meet Kevin and his dad. Um, How'd the rig look? So the rig is definitely in pieces. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's, I bet. It's in a lot of pieces. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Is it just frame? Pretty much. There's is the engine out? The engine is in it, okay. but I mean the injectors the injectors are back in. Okay. So like he was the top having, ends apart. The top end of the engine is all back together. Okay. So that's all in together. Uh he had to redo the air intake. Mm. Completely redo the air intake because it was yeah, because it was poking out the front of the engine. Mm, okay. So if you're driving through dust or mud or anything, and it was just like wide open, it was at a basic AFE yeah. uh, intake on it. So he took that off and rerouted the whole intake, made a new air t- intake system and a box to go in at the passenger's feet. Oh, cool. So inside the cab, passenger's feet now is where the air intake comes in. Um, he's, uh, let's see what else he's done a lot. Yeah. A lot to that car Did, since he's gone. I know that I've been, he had I was transmission really issues. Did he have the trans in? He did not. Out? So Trans the transmission and uh, T case, the Atlas, are mm-hmm. not back in yet. He has a Atlas race case. Ooh. And um, we just need to get. I don't. I don't know. I'll see if we can. No. If you want to know what's going on with his car, uh, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey interviewed him. Right. So they've got they've got a lot of what's going on with the car there. But um, the yeah, the and, Atlas and they is, interviewed him at Nationals. So there was that's true. Right. So that. There hasn't been a race or anything since then. Correct. And that was um, when he blew the transmission. Mm-hmm. The transmission kind of tore itself apart. Yep. 
and third member and, and third member and everything nastiness yeah that or go uh follow him on ultra four jones on instagram yeah he gives a lot of really cool updates on the car and what's going on with that so check that out um but the atlas is still being rebuilt right by the atlas corporation no oh, really by advanced adapters <laughs> right um so it's being rebuilt and is he it, gonna get it in time he's not sure but he's also kind of like they told him it would be 14 days and so that 14 days was as of when we're recording like five days ago i think oh okay. so he's now started bugging them on a daily basis like, hey yeah, where's he said my it was gonna be 14 t- days yeah. where's my yeah. t case so that's out i think he has all of his shocks and coilovers are out no the shocks are in the coils are out on the front end coilover the coils are in on the back end he has the links out of the front end. The whole front axle is out. The whole rear axle is out. Right. He has the third members pulled on each one. He's going oh through gosh. those and the axle shafts and everything. The hubs, he has all pulled. Um, the he's transmission key case is pulled. Um, he got a brand new spiffy radiator in that thing. It's Ooh. it's a big radiator. Good. Um, so much better than uh, what he had in it before. Um, and he moved it to the rear of the vehicle. Yeah. So again, the the old radiator was in the front where he mm-hmm. could take all the abuse. That was one of the first <laughs> things he did yeah. when he got the rig, I mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah. Because I've actually mm-hmm. wrenched on that rig before it was his. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And w- what's funny is you were talking about the air intake. We act- There was a, a nationals race uh-huh. where th- we were having problems and like the whole air intake was in two parts. Like the front <laughs> oh, section was disconnected from the rear section uh-huh. and we like duct taped it together really quick to get them back out uh, and get okay. them moving. And, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Like some banjo bolt or whatever, yeah. not banjo bolt, but some like, like a big old pipe, big clamp. Old pipe clamp fell mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Um, he rebuilt the entire exhaust oh, really? and made and built it in sections that can all come apart now. Oh, cool. Cause I guess before it was all in one giant section. Oh, geez. So you just, you unhook it at the headers and, and pull the whole thing out together in one. So now it's serviceable. So you can pull the whole thing out, mm-hmm. um, or pull it out in sections and service right. each section kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so supposedly the engine that's in that car was getting around 400 horsepower on dyno, um, with the misfire issue that the car wow. had. That's pretty good. That's fair. It's fair. I for mean, having it's no, a, a like, misfire. 700 <laughs> horsepower, like, big, big uh-huh. boy Shannon Campbell mm-hmm. style. No. But uh, four, 400 horsepower is nothing to... No, know, not at all, especially with the at. misfire that it was having. Yeah. So, uh, and, and uh, at Reno, when he placed, not Reno, Ridgecrest. So, he did Ridgecrest in all second gear. Yeah, he finished with... with a misfire. Yeah. In fifth place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, now he's going to have no misfire, yeah. access to all his gears, right, <laughs> and and a, a bunch of kind of nice big improvements to the car. So, he's going to have, you know, imagine he was getting 400 horsepower with a misfire. Right. How much horse is he going to have now? He's, he's not going to have a dynode, but... Yeah. It's going to be... He's I not, think he's going to have some really cool stuff going on. He's not racing the 4400 class. No, he's though. doing 48. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's limited to tire size and then... 37 inch. 37s. Mm-hmm. And then our shocks, so he can't have bypasses, right? Which I don't think it has anyway. No, I don't think he has bypasses. He just has uh, monotube coilovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, and then the rig's pretty well built. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's three linked front and rear, so it kind of tracks weird on the loops and things of that yeah. nature. Things of that nature. <laughs> There's another shot. Things of bouncing <laughs> the craziness that yeah. happens out in the dunes. Mm-hmm. Um, the rig's pretty well built. It is. It's it's built. It's well built. It just has an older chassis. It's grandfathered in. It's grandfathered in. So if he it's has... probably the oldest rig out there. <laughs> well, maybe not in forty eight hundred class, uh-huh. but it was def- probably the oldest rig in forty four hundred class when yeah. the previous racer was racing it. Yeah, he's just concerned about if he has a high speed accident. He thinks. I mean, it'll it'll save him, but the chassis won't be reusable. I don't think if he has a really maybe high not. speed, just because it's a thinner walled tubing it's probably an inch and a half tubing too if it's 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 that old it's inch and a half 1.2 wall Hmm. 
So, and I think nowadays it has to be inch and three quarters, two inch tubing with a minimum inch and a quarter wall or inch and a half wall or one, sorry, 1.25 wall. I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> um, That's some thick wall. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's grandfathered in, but he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was like, what are your plans for it? How are you, what's in the yeah. future? What, what are you, how are you going to change stuff? stone. It is going to be a stepping stone, but what he thinks he's going to end up doing is holding on to all the parts and just putting in the maintenance and making it work for now, and then stepping up into like a bomber car, oh, a bomber chassis, yeah. uh, later on. Okay, and so he's he's trying to like just kind of ink, you know, repair the chassis and do as much repairs as he can and and keep it alive and keep it moving. Um, but he thinks he's going to end up uh, stepping up uh, later on at the chassis wise and take all his parts and put them into a new chassis. Yeah. Hmm. So it'll be really That's, cool to see how yeah. he progresses. He has an address at Hammertown this year. Congrats! So uh, we he put that up on uh, Instagram. Yes, so I saw we'll be that. we'll be stopping by to say hi to him and spend some time and see how he's <laughs> if he needs any help getting the car rest of the way put back together if he finishes or not before hammers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun down there and seeing him. And it was really cool to hang out with him. He took like two and a half hours, three hours. Wow. Out of his day to just kind of talk with us and explain everything and where, you know. You wasted two and a half, three hours of him getting ready for Hammer. So, if you show up at Hammertown and his rig's not put back together, you owe owe him two and a half to three hours of labor. two and a half to three hours of labor, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Kevin? You've got a servant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which he won't let me do anything anyways. He likes to tighten all his own bolts. Yeah, he likes to do it all himself. So he's the only one I'll be passing everything to him. Yeah. Here's your Coors Light. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that was really cool to see him, uh, see his shop set up and and see the car and kind of get a thorough walkthrough of everything. So That's great. Yep. Hopefully one day I get to meet him. Yep. Oh, a funny coincidence. So I, my day job has nothing to do with off-roading, right? Uh-huh. It's usually to the point where um, I, I just don't talk off-roading at all on my day job because nobody that does my day, my day job is tennis, right? Very few tennis people are into off-roading. And so uh, I was down at this work event and um, doing this event, one of the lead marketing people for Mob Armor was there at my event and she really? plays tennis yeah wow so okay. she played she played tennis in college at san diego state and so she now lives in the pismo area and works as one of the, she's like one of the head marketing people for mob armor and so we were talking a little bit and she goes oh yeah i do marketing and i was like okay cool you know what do you what do you do she goes mob armor and i was like i know that name i, I know i've seen your product somewhere what is and i was like mob armor i know that name and she like, goes yeah usually why do i know goes, it? yeah why do i know it she goes <laughs> Interesting. We're a really small company. I'm surprised you know us at all. If you've even heard the name, and I was like, "What kind of what industry are you guys in?" She goes, "Well, we're in essentially. We do a lot of off roading stuff." And I was like, "Ah, there it is." And so I told her about the podcast, and we oh, yeah. immediately okay. just started talking about all this off roading stuff. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You're my new BFF." <laughs> um, so we started talking about, and she's going to be down at Hammers with Mob Armor. So Mob Armor is going to oh, be great. down there. Um, but they're looking for some podcasts. They've been trying to find podcasts. She goes, there's not many out there. And, to, um, to, to sponsor or get, get on to? I think to get on, but to do advertising on, right? Oh, so Perfect. Yeah. So I gave our info. Hook us up. So we may have an interview with Mob Armor coming up here shortly. So go check them out if you're interested, especially with any kind of like vehicle accessory mounting mounting accessory stuff yeah they do so they do i know they do a few good phone mounts and a mm-hmm. ta- probably a good tablet mount and mm-hmm. that's all necessarily i know about them besides their koozies have magnets on them because i <laughs> yeah. actually have one of their koozies <laughs> yeah i don't i can't recall where i got it i think i got it from um some slow county crawlers or maybe mm-hmm. eddie or something could be mm-hmm. yeah they're in that area so we need to get snail trail magnetic koozies just fyi thank you for all right me. let's do it okay um, I think that's about it. I think that's all the updates and kind of what we've been up to, what we have planned, what we have going on, and kind of now our personal KOH and Antarctica prep to deal. Yeah. So, good luck to us. Whew, I'm not ready. Yeah, me neither. Um, 
So we'll see how it goes, see if we get everything done or not. <laughs> so I'm going out of town this weekend. <laughs> oh, you are? I- I'm going out of state this weekend. Nice. Look at you, just Mr. Travel Extraordinaire. This might be a crazy year of travel for me. Oh, if, yeah. ever, if all the stars align and mm-hmm. I figure out a way to pay for it all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who's getting married in Germany later Oh, that's this year. right. Yep. And then the bachelor party is supposedly going to be somewhere on the East Coast uh-huh. because they want some. They want people from Germany to join the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And we figured somewhere East Coast would be kind of middle of the road for everybody. Okay. Plus my trip to Antarctica. Antarctica. So, and then any other oh. wheeling adventures. Yeah. So I don't know. I might be a hermit. <laughs> and I can't spend any money and just talk into a mic. <laughs> that was me last year. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll trade places this year. How's that? Deal. Okay. So that just about does it. That does, doesn't just about. That does do it for this episode. If you guys have any feedback, send it on in. Um, we have been seeing more and more reviews and ratings coming through iTunes. So um, that's really cool. We figured out, we did a little bit of digging and research into how people find podcasts. And turns out um, a lot of the the recommendations based on every podcasting platform out there. So Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. A lot of those ranking systems that will put your podcast in front of other people as recommendations Mm -hmm. are based on reviews, ratings, and subscribes. Those are the number three kind of things they weight their algorithms on. So the more that you can go in and rate us and rank us and give us a review or subscribe on all the different platforms and really, really helps out to putting us in front of other people. So you can either tell your mom to listen to us, which I don't know if you want your mom listening to us, but if you do, then cool, tell her. Um, or you can just go on through your phone and um, do as much of those rankings and review stuff that you can. Uh, and then, of course, to all your buddies, if you're in an uh, off-roading club, Tell everybody in your off-roading club to listen to us. Listen to us while you're on trips. So people are like, oh, what are you listening to? Um, it's cool. It's fun. So uh, spread the love. The more love that gets spread, the more that we get to do cool stuff and create cool content for you guys. So Definitely. the more it gets spread. So yep. make sure you're helping to spread the love out there. It is all, you know, podcasts are all grassroots uh, marketing. That's how mm-hmm. the word about podcasts gets spread around. You don't hear advertisements or see advertisements on Facebook or see billboards up on freeways. Um, but <laughs> that'd be nope. interesting to see that a would. giant snail up on right. a billboard on a Highway 99 or I-5 and or something. two ugly mugs on there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, so tell all your buddies, tell all your friends, give us some love, and we definitely give it right on back. So thank you for all the support out there. Um, with that, do you have any final words for everybody? I'm excited for episode 60. And don't forget, everybody out there, keep crawling. I got one for you. Okay. Why did the baker throw the butter out the window? The baker threw the butter out the window. I don't know. I have no idea. To see butterfly. To see a butterfly. Okay. (laughs) Whatever.